just by doing life and following your intuition and following what I call the feel good factor. It's like, well, it feels good in your body. So keep going in that direction, mm. right? Without overthinking, oh, did I miss a clue? Like, where's the next one? And you know, it's, it's not a, a hunt for clues, right? Welcome to the Truth Alchemy podcast, hosted by me, Ella Sang truth embodiment coach and a magical multidimensional being. This podcast is your portal into leading your truest and most beautiful life and brand, where you are all of you. Together we play in the realms of purpose activation, unconditional self-love, truth embodiment, mindset, emotional intelligence, multidimensional online branding, kundalini yoga, spirituality, embodied leadership, manifestation, energetics, and so much more. This is an expansive space for coaches, healers, leaders, heart-led entrepreneurs, and spiritual seekers to remember who they really are, what they are capable of, and the life that they are here to live. So, open up that big, beautiful heart of yours to receive potent codes and transmissions that'll activate you into your next level. Let's play. Hello, beautiful human being, and welcome back to the Truth Alchemy podcast. This is Ella, Truth Embodiment Coach, and back on the podcast with you for another juicy conversation drop. So, if you are new here on the podcast, it is so nice to have you. The way that we work here is that every single Monday, there is a powerful transmission that I drop from one of my past trainings or a solo episode. And every Friday, I share with you these potent, juicy conversations that I have with various coaches, leaders, and healers in the self-development and spiritual space to really bring to you wisdom and codes that you can powerfully integrate. So I am really excited to be back today with another interview share. Before I do, I'm just going to apologize in advance. My laptop fan is super loud these days. Even now, you should see my setup, which is having two Oracle card decks bouncing um, over my thighs and having my mic at a reasonable distance from my laptop so you don't have to hear the annoying buzzing of the fan. But that is besides the point. I am excited to share with you my interview with Sabrina Weber. So Sabrina and I actually crossed paths about a year ago when we connected in a group coaching program that we were in. Sabrina became one of my collage art clients. I created this beautiful tropical palm tree design for her. And since then, we got reconnected recently in another group. And so I'm really excited to share with you our conversation all about designing and living a soulful, beautiful life by design. So who is Sabrina Weber? Sabrina Weber is a mindset and women's empowerment coach for those who made it their business to be of service. A modern mystic, a podcaster, and self-proclaimed palm tree enthusiast living in the beach surf town of Raglan, New Zealand. So Sabrina and I are definitely on the same page about the palm tree tropical vibes. In true Aries fashion, she has designed her own career path, blending spirituality with purpose-driven business mentoring that now attracts women like herself from various corners of this earth, empowering them to live life by design, stepping into their true goddess power and purpose work for a happier and freedom-filled life. Ooh, so, so juicy. Sabrina encourages women to remember who they always were and saying yes to the life that they always knew was meant for them. Her clients adore the effortless blend of spiritual tools that work and down-to-earth business talk from this beach-loving boss babe, mother, and plant foodie. Yay! Oh my goodness. So I'm really excited to let you tune into this episode where Sabrina and I dove into all things aligning to your purpose path, stepping into this beautiful life by design, how to lovingly navigate fears and what if it doesn't work as you leap into your dreams. 
we dove into powerful perspective shifts to guide yourself out of resistance and into the certainty of your desires. And also, we talked all about embodying your goddess power and essence every single day and so much more. So with that said, I'll let you dive into this episode. As you are listening, make sure to take a screenshot, share over on Instagram, tagging me at PSMella and Sabrina, whose handle I will drop into the show notes for you. And yeah, we would love to know your key takeaways and what you are integrating after listening to this episode. So with that said, I hope you enjoy. This is going to be so amazing. Beautiful. Hello, Sabrina. How's it going? Thank you so much for coming on the Truth Alchemy podcast. Yay, my pleasure. Thank you for having me, Ellen. Yay, it's so good to meet you face to face for our listeners here today. I actually met Sabrina now about just over a year ago. We collaborated on a beautiful design for her brand and now I'm so excited to be here chatting with you and being able to understand more about your brand, about your work, what you're all about and the magic, the medicine that you bring to the world. So to start things off, can you please tell us more about who Sabrina is and the medicine that you bring to the world? Mm, I love how you call it the medicine. That's so cool. Um, <laughs> who am I? Gosh, it's <laughs> a really good question. Um, I want to give you a really sort of nutshell version of how I got maybe here and mm-hmm. You know, reflecting on my younger years, I'm the oldest of three. I have two younger brothers. I have never really fitted in. Um, I grew up in Switzerland. I never felt home within my country and also within myself. I just I just never quite knew how to be, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was kind of hard, you know, this whole time of, I moved out at around 16 years of age. Um, I didn't really study anything. I just sort of went off to, in hindsight, you could say, you know, just finding my own path. But um, in reality, I was just like, I want to do everything myself and, uh, you know, a bit of a rebel. So I really, in hindsight, now see that I'm highly intuitive and I take on a lot of, I can take on a lot of emotions from other people um, and surroundings highly affect me. So back then I didn't know that and I didn't know how to be with that. So I can now see how I would have often taken on things that were not mine. And I didn't know, you know, how, how to handle this. I didn't realize that was the thing. Um, and that's what caused all this confusion where now knowing that um and also on top of that one of my gifts is i i just have this intuitive knowing of um you call it claircognitance um it's like yeah it's not even it's not even a vision that i get or a, a voice that i hear it's just like I know this is going to happen. I can't tell you why. (laughs) And it's, again, really hard to own that because it's like, well, you can't really prove it or show it, but it's over and over again happened that, you know, with clients or even myself, I just know this is where things are going. And that has been a long journey for me to kind of own that. So long story short, it all kind of comes together now in the sense that I really um, want to be an example, but also help my people living by design, meaning like being the architect of your own life, really making choices that are quote unquote selfish and serve you and that you can actually change whatever does not serve you, right? Like I didn't like I love Switzerland, but I didn't like living there because I didn't fit in. So now I live in New Zealand or, you know, where I actually feel really at home for now. And it's like, you don't have to stay where you are if you don't like it. Um, and also the same goes for work and people around us and everything, right? We can really 
um, take charge of, of that and, and start editing out everything that does not serve us. And it's the continuous process, isn't it? It doesn't doesn't stop. It's not like, oh, now, now I've done all this and now everything is perfect. It's not how it works either. But yeah, there have been a few, um, and we might get to those, there have been a few instances in my life so far where I have been very clearly nudged onto another path by the universe. And we just have to listen to those things and not fight that. Um, so I like to just kind of, I guess, support my women on that path, you know, um, it's less a teaching and more a, I'll just walk this with you. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love the way that you put it, like walking the path with other women who just have this feeling inside of them that there's more. I totally resonate to what you're saying, you know, it's like being in one place and going like, okay, everything's comfortable. It's like corporate's good. Life has been good. It's good. But there's something more and often mm -hmm. that can feel scary and it's also oh, yeah. like you said this ever unfolding experience I always <clears throat> kind of laugh about how when I started this journey I thought my purpose was like a checkbox it's like okay figured it out check like on to the next thing okay good life check but it's ever unfolding and yeah so it's really beautiful that you walk with women on this path and you support them and hold that space for them so you mentioned that <clears throat> there were a few nudges along the path for you where you're like being guided and I love those experiences because I truly believe that that knowing that we have in our heart was put there for a reason and when we start to listen to it God, source, universe, divine begins to guide us onto that path to go exactly where we need to be. So I would love to know a little bit more, you know, how did you get nudged onto the path of becoming, I know what you call yourself as a modern mystic and a woman's empowerment coach. So how did that come about on your journey? How did you know that this was the calling for you to step into? Mm. Um, the women's empowerment thing is interesting in the sense that, again, um, I wasn't necessarily someone who had a lot of girlfriends or anything. I, was, I wasn't scared of women, but I, yeah. Again, I, it felt like I didn't, I didn't belong with, I couldn't really, I didn't know how to, you know, be. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, when I found the coaching world and when I started working with clients, I had a few male clients, very few in the early days. And it just was such a clear, like, again, such a clear knowing in my body. I was like, no, I don't want to work with men. Um, and that has nothing to do, you know, I, I love men, but it's like, you know, not as clients. And it kind of scared me because, because of that thing with women, I was like, oh, am I cool enough? Am I pretty enough? You know, it's like all these thoughts of like, I can't, you know, I'm not, not, I have never seen myself as the cool chick, you know? Um, and I don't have to be, obviously, I know now, but back then the thought process was kind of like that. And it just crystallized out more and more that for some reason women were drawn to me for my energy and, and they wanted to work with me. And I just had to do a lot of inner work for myself to really get over this feeling of, yeah, not being good enough to support women in this and once I did I'm also on top of that I'm a, I'm a real connector I love connecting people like oh you do that I'm look you're looking for this I always know someone somewhere who would you know um so intuitively I have started um a lot of different ways to to connect and support women without even having necessarily realized so that has been an interesting unfolding and then one of the major nudges from the universe um, was in my early days in New Zealand. So I moved to New Zealand with my husband, now husband, and we ran a surf shop, funny enough. Um, it was a lifestyle choice. It was really great. It was good fun. You know, like a lot of people would say, you know, at 24, that's a, kind of a dream to own your own store. And it was, but then um, just a year in, massive earthquakes happened and 
the store didn't fall over, but it, it really resulted in the fact that not only was it super scary, but business was pretty much shut down for several months. Like it was all just not good, right? You can imagine the whole um, little village we were in, it was all shut off and everything. So it was all really going downhill really fast and totally out of my control. And, you know, again, while it wasn't fun going through that in hindsight, so we then, you know, we decided to, after, after another year or so, two years of trying to hold on to it and make it happen, we um, decided to move on to just hand over the keys to someone else and be like, we're done with this. And I can, that really brought me onto the path of coaching. So um, after that, I had this first um, epiphany of one day I walked home from another day at the store with, which was very depressing because of the situation. And I really asked myself just intuitively, like, if okay, this is a blank canvas. So if not that, then what, what do I want? And I couldn't really answer what I wanted, but I could answer what I don't want. And I knew I wanted, um, I didn't want opening hours anymore. I didn't want to have staff members anymore. I didn't want, you know, just sell stock without, it didn't feel purposeful to me to sell t-shirts and so forth. Um, while it was fun at the time, right? But it, I just more and more came into this feeling of, I, I want to do something that gives me more meaning and that actually contributes to the world in a positive way. And I also had this thought that I want to be a mother one day and I want to be able to work, you know, from home and do my own thing. And um, I'm someone who I really need the creative outlet. I can't, quote unquote, just be a mother. Um, that doesn't work for me. I need, I need other balls in the air. And so I kind of just knew that. And I had no idea coaching was a thing. I've never heard of anyone being a coach. But through the earthquake, the council had um, given us access to what you would probably call a business mentor. You know, back then, that lady had, a, I think, two sessions with me. To be honest, they were not very useful. But she showed me that, oh, she gets paid to sit here with me, have coffee and talk about my business. That sounded kind of cool. Um, and I think that was sort of the first time I was like, oh, that's interesting. And um, so that all, all of this thought process and all of this time got me onto becoming a health coach. And that course just opened up a whole new world to me, right? It's like suddenly I'm surrounded by people who want to work and travel the world and, you know, work from their laptop and help people being healthy. And my mind was blown. I had no idea this was okay. <laughs> um, and yeah, that, there was just no going back. I was just like, this is it, you know, this is incredible. That freedom, um, freedom is a huge driving force for me. Just that freedom of again freedom of choice being a bit of a rebel and doing what you want and living by design and just having that choice right freedom of choice um and yeah that got me onto this path and so looking at all of this in hindsight it was very much a for me i see it as a sign from the universe it's like no you're on the wrong path we need to like shake you out of here and um you know this dealing with all of this and it was such a personal growth journey and that's where you would call it probably a spiritual awakening and um that's where i connected all of these dots you know through that process of wow i have actually do have gifts that um not everyone has you know just through the way i handled the situation or through conversation with other people in this and yeah it gave me it gave me the courage to continue and explore this mm. that's a long answer sorry <laughs> no thank you so much for sharing that that was so beautiful to hear honestly what is such a divine unfolding of your journey and i just love that so much because you know on this podcast in the past like i've interviewed many people 
And, you know, even just in conversations with clients or people in my community, people who I meet online in different programs, I think the most fascinating thing to me is that we all have such different journeys and unfoldings as to how we found this path, but it's all kind of the same in a way. You know, there's always that moment of realization of like, wait a minute, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. There's something wrong. There's like that feeling of, you know, contraction. Like for me personally on my journey, it was like a full-blown panic attack, like body shutting down in the hospital. Like there's always this moment of like, things have got to be different. And I love the way that, it happened for you on your path too where you were just being teased with the different possibilities it wasn't like one day someone showed up and said okay sabrina you're going to be a coach this is what you're gonna do this is the path this is what you teach and it's just more so like oh here's a little clue here's a little gem and i think that is the beauty of life itself like i think we're often on this path of like i gotta figure it out i gotta figure out i gotta find the answer but as you just shared in your story it's through you living and being aware and conscious in every moment that you fell into your purpose yeah yeah they're like little breadcrumbs along the way right and the funny thing is you know if you say that to someone who's in this situation and who, who wants to know how to do that you're already overthinking it because back then I wasn't looking at that business mentor with the lens of, oh, I want to be a business mentor. Tell me all about it. It was really just my body took note of like, hmm, oh, this is interesting. And I carried on. I didn't think anything of it. And I think that's something we have to be clear on that just by doing life and following your intuition and following what I call the feel good factor is like, well, it feels good in your body. So keep going in that direction, mm. right? Without overthinking, oh, did I miss a clue? Like, where's the next one? And you know, it's, it's not a, a hunt for clues, right? Yeah. Um, that's something that can be a bit overlooked or yeah, cause overthinking of the situation mm. yeah I love that you mentioned that because what I want to dive into now is talking more about you know how do you start to live a life by design and it's funny because you basically just said I can't give you the how to yeah right? there's no step-by-step -step <laughs> process but it's the funniest thing because that's what our mind wants it's like mm. well give me the five-step process what do I do first second third that's going to guarantee me the results and it's just like buddy I love you but I don't know what you signed up for in your life it's gonna show up in a different way so I would love for you to share with us then like if there's no set method of like how do you find your path how do you live this life of design what would just be I guess your key guidance points or the points of awareness or the things that you believe that we should cultivate to build a life by design mm, that's such a good question yeah, um, like I said in the beginning, you know, for me, it's not about teaching, but about walking with you. And I think that kind of comes back to that. It's mm -hmm. um, if you're consciously making that decision that, OK, I want to, you know, change my life and I want to be more purposeful and more intentional, then start by doing that. Start going through your day with intention. Take note of what feels good in your body. What are those feel good factors? and do more of that really kind of edit out whatever and whoever does not make you feel good whether that's people um surroundings it could even start by editing your wardrobe you know whatever it might be wherever you want to start it's all perfect and then um sometimes it's hard to answer the questions of what do i want so look by what do i not want right that really helped me back then it's like well i clearly we, we know what we don't want quite often um and then so if i know what i don't want there is a flip side to that there is an opposite right um so we can kind of use that as as a guidance system for ourselves um that plus i would say um foster a hyper self-awareness in yourself with your thoughts really become clear of what are your beliefs and your thoughts um you know when i when i said back um to be honest it still sometimes comes up like this thing for me of like i'm not cool enough i'm not pretty you know like all these things um and so when you notice stuff like that coming up start 
take a note, you know, again, you don't have to heal it or suppress it, but the more you are aware of what's going on, the more you can um, nudge your thoughts into a different way. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think, and then on top of that, you know, do do those things and, and live your life, right? Like be ready to make mistakes, be ready to make bold moves, work through your fear. Um, if you have this intense intuition of I'm meant to move to New Zealand, then go and do it. What's the worst thing that can happen? You know, um, when we did that um, in 2009, so many of our friends were like, oh, you're so brave, I could never do that. We just moved, so we've never been to New Zealand physically, mm. we're just like, let's just go. But it was, all the way it was our thinking of, well, if it sucks, we just go back home, right? It's not, we, we have to be prepared to, to make mistakes and, and, and learn, and even if you quote-unquote fail, you know, you always learn and you grow on the situation and you then at least know that that wasn't the thing um so we i, I definitely feel we tend to paralyze ourselves with that of like oh i can't just do that but who says you can't just do that you know mm -hmm. um most of our home countries will take us back within a few months at least if we, mm -hmm. if we want to come back right it's not like oh what's everyone gonna think i failed um, yeah, so really getting over, over ourselves, over the ego, um, and into the heart and what makes you feel good, yeah. Yeah, I love that. I think you touched on some of the most important things, especially, you know, the point about being okay with failing and making mistakes is something that intellectually, it's like, yeah, I know, I know, but like to actually embody that, it's a difficult thing and I find that at mm -hmm. every level it's like you might be okay with failing with some things or like making some kind of moves and you get comfortable with that but there's always a next level to step into so I would love to know a little bit more like for you personally when you're you know deciding on your next big your next big move when it comes to the life that you want to live or the business that you want to run and you're starting to feel you know that Ooh, what if I fail? What if this doesn't work out? When it starts to creep in, like, how do you walk yourself through that from this place of loving yourself and having your own back? Mm. You know, something that's um, funny enough, I have always done since I'm, I can, you know, sort of my teenage years where the topics came up of what do you want to do for work and all the things um, where I was more conscious through life, I guess. Um, I always had this thing that I did with myself. If, if something scary happened, I was like, I'm still alive. So let's keep going. You know, <laughs> and it sounds kind of crazy, but it, it's true. You know, nothing has killed me so far. And, and so that means, you know, I'm still in the game and, yeah so to put it a bit more elegantly these days maybe i would look into okay what is the worst thing that could happen and well is that really so bad can i really not handle this worst thing scenario and how likely is it actually that this would ha really happen most of the time it's not as bad as we make it um and yeah i really kind of just developed this thing of Maybe it's because I'm an Aries or I don't know, but I tend to just jump and figure shit out on the way. I'm not someone to naturally overthink everything. So maybe that's a gift um, I'm blessed with, which is good in those instances, sometimes not so good. <laughs> but um, yeah, really walk yourself and honor how you are in these situations. If you are someone who needs to who needs to overthink things before you feel safe to, you know, then do that. Go go and explore all the possibilities in your mind, in your journal, in your meditation. Walk yourself through that process of, okay, what is the worst thing that can happen? And then what? And then what? How would I handle that? And find a place um, within yourself where you can 
either be like, oh yeah, I think I, I could still be okay there. You know, I could still handle that. Okay, let's go. Or you might really end up in a scenario where you're like, no, this is no, no, this is not, does not feel good. And then you might want to question it. Is this really where I'm meant to go? Or is that perhaps um, really, you know, a warning and not to ignore that either, right? But um, this is quite nuanced, right? We can, um, we can mistake signs and warnings for just ego talking or just fear talking. And yeah, so be really honest with yourself there and allow yourself time to work through this stuff. Um, and also know that we tend to, we humans tend to grow uh, under pressure for the most part. So if, if we, sometimes jump in the deep end i have found that this always worked out for the better not always felt good in the moment i'm not necessarily recommending everyone does that but um yeah get to know yourself i would say be be realistic of how you like to handle hard situations maybe look back for your life of like okay when is the last time I did a bold move and what was the thing, what happened there? How did I do it? And look for signs, look for um, evidence that you were actually fine. You know, look for evidence in your own life of how you manifested things, how you went through things, because then you can really um, find what I call your own authentic code. It's all well and good to look for evidence in other people who have done things and they can show you it's possible and that's great. But if you find evidence in your own life, it's so much more powerful because then you can unpack your own process, your own authentic code of how, how you do things. So that would be, um, if you really want a step-by-step -step path, that is where you want to look for it. Hmm. I love that so much. Authentic code. Ooh, it sounds so juicy. It's like, yeah, it just sounds like, you know, the, the path that we already have innate for us and like the evidence, the breadcrumbs, like you said, that exists through our own experience. I totally agree with you. I feel like it is very helpful and inspirational, of course, to look at other people and be like, what did this person do? Okay, it worked out for them. Okay, they felt this fear and they did the thing anyways. But there's still that disconnect from actually having that embodied knowing of like, I'm going to be safe when I do that. So when you look back into your own path, it's like, yeah, you truly do have the evidence. And that is super funny. You're like, well, I'm still alive. I'm not dead yet. I'm good. <laughs> it sounds funny, but like, that's literally what it comes down to because, you know, we often think like, to your point, like sometimes some things might be ego and fear, but sometimes it might literally be some kind of encoding in our nervous system that's like that's danger that's not safe like i might not be alive but it's so important to yeah anchor in that safety and i love the way that you spoke to how it's going to look different from person to person because that's something that i think is so important to emphasize is that we're all on our own timelines we have a different comfort level so yeah for some people it might be like Oh yeah, like for example, you said you don't overthink, you can jump right into it. Some people might be like, okay, maybe I think a little bit more, but it's so empowering, I feel, to just be like, there's no right or wrong way, but get to know yourself and go in at a pace that feels good for you. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, you know, it can help. I have, um, I sometimes do attract clients who choose me to work with because I have that Aries fire energy of let's just go make, let's just see what happens, mm -hmm. you know, and they don't necessarily have that. So they feel inspired and attracted to that energy of like, they feel that in my field, by being in my field, they can tap into that a little bit more, which is good for them, but also it, it can really push their comfort zone big time, right? If it's not, what, how they normally operate. So again, be mindful there um, that you don't put yourself in a situation where you're completely out of out of you know out of your comfort. Like it's it's good to push the comfort zone, but not to a degree where your 
system is freaking out because then it's not gonna it's not gonna help it's just yeah. gonna make things worse and you might make decisions that come from a place of fear and lack rather than intention mm. yeah i wish i knew that before because i was like yeah. oh like let me push myself to the edge of discomfort then it was like too far and i just like created extra trauma on top of trauma it's like okay maybe not maybe yeah. let's take it a step yeah. back so i love what you said about like yeah you have to get to know yourself and see what feels good for you but yeah i love too the way that you spoke to that is like we get to be that calibration portal like that sync up portal for someone so if someone's mm-hmm. like hey i want more of that fiery energy i know like i have this desire i have this life i want to live i just want to know how to get over this initial hump to take action then they can sync up to your energy so yeah so get me out of my own way right um i have this analogy that sometimes i bring up with manifestation or in general if you want to create something that is out of our quote-unquote league in in our mind um I, I always say like picture garden hose the water is on but if you're standing on the garden hose it's not it, mm. it's not shooting out right so oftentimes it's it's a matter of realizing that oh the water is already on it, it's happening it, it can happen for you it's coming you know you're doing it but you're in your own way you're standing on the garden hose and I can be there to not only make you aware of that, but to, um, yeah, gently guide you off. Yeah, be like, all right, you can take this foot, lift it up. Yeah, you got yeah, this, you yeah. got this, put it and down. And it's kind of ridiculous, right? It's like, oh, it's so simple, but it is. It is simple if we look at it from that perspective. And I just, um, for me, it really helps to um, look at things with a bit of a humor. Um, because then it makes it more lighthearted and, and I yeah. can see the simplicity in things where, um, oh, actually that wasn't that hard, was it? You know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I literally have soul simple tattooed on my arm and it's one of my favorite oh. things in my brand because yeah, I, I came to the same understanding too when I was like, wow, these things, the most profound, pivotal, life-changing shifts that I've had are actually like from the simplest things. I love the garden hose analogy and I think it's like the other layer that I was just thinking on top of that is like the funniest thing is like we've got our foot on the hose and then we're freaking out we're like oh my gosh I'm not good enough I have a broken hose there's something wrong with me everybody (laughs) else's hoses work why does mine not work why is it broken who's gonna fix it how do I fix it and it's like breathe and just lift your foot up (laughs) yeah yeah and it you know, it, it, it sounds ridiculous if you're listening right now and you feel you are in that position of like, well, but it's different for me. And there might be reasons why, you know, why your foot isn't ready to come off and we can unpack those things, right? Like it's simple, but it's not necessarily always easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's something to give yourself credit for as well, that if you are in that in that space and you get to that space over and over again don't we yeah absolutely Um, being kind to yourself and even though you know it's meant to be simple don't beat yourself up about it and know that it will that foot will come up when it's ready you know and and it's like yeah just yeah giving yourself the chance to try yeah. Um, I find we quite often don't even allow ourselves to go there fully. It's like, we'll just take it off really quickly and you can put it back on, you know, if it doesn't feel yeah. good. Um, or, yeah. yeah, because so, I think so often we're afraid that it's not going to work anyway. So it's like, oh, I don't even yeah. want to lift the foot up because what if I do? And then it still doesn't work. And then it's really because my hose is broken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, it, yeah, at least now I have an excuse, right? Like, at least now it's. You know, um, and if I tell everyone, look, I'm taking the foot off and then nothing comes, no water comes out. You're like, oh, who's the dumb one now? You know, it's like, oh, you don't want to be that one. All eyes on you. And yeah, so that's, I think that's where we have to just, yeah, work on our ego and shadow work and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, those of you listening who have ever given birth to a little human you'll know 
what that sort of surrender feels like. Um, yeah, you just get to a point where you just gotta, yeah, take take the foot off and everything else, and just be and, and allow things to take place. And it's a yeah. beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Trusting in the time that's right for you, and just knowing that, yeah, even if you don't feel ready to let go right now it's okay it is what it is like when the time comes like you'll know um and yeah i just love like speaking in analogies and metaphors because you know it goes directly into the subconscious it's like something just clicks it's like oh my gosh that's me it makes sense so hopefully our listeners here today can gather and kind of tune into that as well so something that i want to talk to you about now is the um idea of the true goddess so i know you talk about you know helping people also step into their true goddess power so i'm curious to know like what does it mean for you to embody that kind of energy Mm, it's um it's really an inner game for me you know it has not much to do with outer appearance or anything like that it's um a really more an activation of your own power source and i know Mm -hmm. you're doing kundalini and that's very much in in alignment with that it's it's tapping into not only your intuition but your own power from your own womb space from within and by doing that you're you're opening the channel for intuition and for bravery and for trust. Um, so that is something that really helps us getting out of our own way. It really helps us to be more confident, to be more authentic, to be really more connected to ourselves. I, I personally believe that has been a huge game changer for me to um, allow myself to be in those moments throughout the day where I might be home alone and I have some music on that makes me feel good and I just dance through the house and I have I, I have my juice and I'm in this feminine energy of just playfulness and, and allowing myself to go and do whatever I want to do. Um, as grown-ups, we don't give ourselves permission to do that very often. Um, because maybe again we feel like oh you know the family is home and I can't just you know put my robe on and dance through the house but but you can and even if you don't want to look for windows throughout your week where you have maybe you even schedule that in maybe it's a bath that you take maybe it's a walk that you take it can be anything right but really connecting with yeah, with that power from within, that's what it comes down to mm, for me. Yeah, I totally agree with that. You know, I think when we hear the word goddess or even feminine, I've been speaking to that too in some other interviews. I think we have this notion that it's something externally, it's something that mm-hmm. I really got to do to present myself as a certain way. But what it comes down to is that inner game, is nourishing yourself, is coming back to. I guess what you would say is like the feel good factor, right? What makes me feel good? What gets me into my power? And how can you commit yourself to that? That's such an important part. Um, And yeah, I think this really is this daily practice and devotion. Sometimes too, we're like, okay, again, can I check off this being a goddess thing? Like, am I (laughs) done this? And it's like, oh, right, I gotta keep on doing it. Like I recently had this realization myself too. I was like, yeah, I've been doing all this stuff. Like, okay. And then it's like, oh yeah, I forgot about it for a while. So like, how do I bring it back into daily embodiment? Yeah, and I love that you mentioned that because we do forget this stuff, don't we? You know, like we, we are really intentional with certain things for a while and then somehow life happens and we're like, oh my God, I haven't done this in, in months. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, so again, knowing that it's not a destination and it's all good, but yeah, having, um, for example, obviously listeners can't see it, but I have this... Um, little I can yeah I I can see a little bit of it yeah Yeah. I have this um, I'm trying to show Ella doing all these moves on the screen (laughs) I have these three dots tattooed on my wrist and Mm. it's a little symbol because for me 
visual cues are so important. It really helps me remember. So when I see that tattoo, I made it with the intention of it being a reminder for myself, for all of these practices, for being mindful. So throughout the day, when I notice that tattoo, which I do because it's on my wrist, I just instantly my subconscious it's like an anchor I get pro I, I get this thing oh yes I have you know ha have I actually been mindful today how what am I thinking what is going on am I feeling mm -hmm. good and it happens naturally now because it's it's literally I literally kind of programmed this the, that way um, but you could allocate it you could buy a beautiful piece of art and put it somewhere in your house and have it with the intention to remind you of that or it could be a tattoo, it could be anything, it could be a piece of jewelry that you buy with that intention. I find those visual cues are, can be really, really helpful for us to just, um, yeah, remember, have that remembrance. Mm. Yeah, I love that. I'm just like, here, like, look at mine. Like I have a now here for the yeah, same reason of it. like remembering and then gratitude <laughs> over here as well. Oh, yeah, okay. I love, I love those visual cues. and. You know, I think it really just speaks to the human experience, this process of forgetting and remembering, forgetting and remembering, forgetting and remembering. Mm -hmm. Like that mm -hmm. is really what it means to be a human. Um, and even like, you know, at a spiritual level, like there's literally a veil in this dimension. There's a Maya, there's this veil that gets us into the state of like, okay, like I'm living, I'm doing the thing, busy, busy. I forget who I really am. I forget my power. I'm like back in like the hamster wheel. But it's so beautiful because I think in those moments where you're like, let's say I've been out of a routine and then you're like, oh, right, I used to do this thing. It makes me feel so good. You go back in. It's like there's this excitement. There's this like mm -hmm. high again. And I find it for myself, too, sometimes when I'm really great with a routine, it's like, OK, like done a 40 day Kundalini yoga practice. I feel great. And then it's like I'm a little bit bored. I want to like purposely not do it for a while so that I can get back into it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a bit like that too. I, I tend to like, I need to disrupt things. Otherwise it gets, yeah, like you say, it can get boring. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, even if you're um, having a period in your time in your life where you just don't feel good in your body or things are just like nothing's working out and everything is like, Ugh, ask yourself like, okay, am I doing any of the routines and any of the things that make me feel good? and quite likely it's quite likely that you may be not and that's maybe yeah. why you feel that way you know um, um, a good example is when I first became a mother so my girl is now four but when you know so the first year and or two um, I guess every mother would agree with me it's quite intense and you're fully you're 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 just your main purpose is to just attend to your child and and you just your whole life your whole day is around this little being and I quite often got to a point where like oh my god I, I literally kind of forget to breathe you know it's like I get to a moment in my day where where I get to take a deep breath and I felt instantly like so much better I was like oh my god no no wonder I was feeling crap I was breathing so shallow and so like in in this like survival mode for for the little you know it's just like all this in pressure and maybe it's not that intense for everyone but for me i put a lot of kind of intensity around me having to keep this thing alive and you know it's like oh my god don't drop her don't forget her feed her you know it's like all this it's just like my mind was just going nuts and um yeah it just so sometimes it's it's as simple as that like have i been breathing properly you know or am i in this like anxiety fight or flight like shallow breathing maybe this happens at work sometimes as well if you have a stressful job or something you know um take conscious effort take a conscious moment to sit and breathe <laughs> you know it can be that simple yeah yeah the breath is so powerful like okay. truly like i've struggled with anxiety for most of my life and sometimes it still comes up out of nowhere like heart starts beating and i'm just like oh my gosh so stress intense and the moment mm -hmm. that you just like i find you anchor your feet into the earth you like place a hand on your heart or your belly or your womb and just breathe and really feel it because truly i think that's the beauty of 
presence and being in the now moment, right? Having that awareness of the now is like when we bring ourselves here and we're like, okay, again, I'm alive, I'm well, everything yeah, is good. Yeah. Everything's okay, you know, I got this, right? If yeah. I'm taking a minute to myself here, no one's going to be, you know, negatively affected, most likely, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, I think like what this conversation has really been, I think giving the permission to all of to all of us for like you and I and also our listeners is that the knowing it's not going to be a perfect path. You know, like you're not going to be checking off all your daily boxes of like all your practices every single day that you're like perfect at being this embodiment of your true goddess power and that you're aware all the time and everything, but you know to live a life by design to live a purposeful life to really follow the calling means that every single time you fall off the path you get yourself back on every single time you feel a nudge it might be scary but you still listen you do the work that's necessary in order to get yourself in that comfortable place to take the step forward to slightly lift the foot off of the garden hose and yeah i think it's just such a beautiful permission and reminder that wherever we're at it's good whatever the steps that you feel like oh i missed those steps or i didn't do that right it's good like you get to keep on going yeah and you do keep going because um so ella and i had as um, a mutual former mentor and trainer and she i always loved how she said you know with this um thing that we call purpose or that thing that keeps us going it's like you can't not doing do it it's like you can try to ignore it for a while and you can walk mm-hmm. away from it a while, but it, it's still there and it keeps coming back. And that's why we keep going back. You know, that's why if we fall off the horse, we go back on because it's this, this again, inner, inner pull, not niggle, you know, you can't not do the thing because you know that it's not going to go away. You can't ignore it. And that is that higher purpose that we need to well we don't need to but if we want to have a happy life we have to acknowledge it otherwise we're gonna just live in misery and you know get to 80 years old and feel probably resentful that we've never followed through with it and um i don't want to i don't want to feel that Mm. yeah yeah i love that that's definitely something that cat illuminates very well all the time she's like Mm -hmm. it's going to eat you from the inside out if you respond to it and it is true i think it it's such an empowering kind of like safety net for us to know too it's like you can't go off too far um one of my favorite metaphors that i love to teach with around purpose too is like it's an anchor right? You imagine yourself as a boat and purpose is your anchor. It's like you can drift, you can have your moments, you can forget, you can get off the path, but you're never going to be lost at sea. Like you're there. <laughs> and when the st- and when the storms calm down, right? The waves aren't as tumultuous and crazy. The emotions aren't as high. You're like, right, like this is where I'm meant to be. Um, yeah, it's such a such a great thing to know and to just lean back in because I feel like especially for anyone listening who's on their beginning uh, steps of their journey like just starting to awaken to a higher purpose there can be that fear of like what if I miss it what if I miss the sign what if I make the wrong move what if I say the wrong thing and then everything just falls apart it's like that's not going to happen (laughs) yeah and it can also be scary you know like I'm gonna give you a really transparent example for myself right now. I I feel like there are stages to it as well. And so for me, every astrologer I've ever spoken to, every human design I've ever looked at, all the key genes I've looked at, all all those all those funky, funny tools to explore who you are as a person, each single one of them tells me that somehow i'm meant to be really have this important connection to money and it scares me because right now while i'm not broke i'm not a millionaire i'm not a multi-millionaire i'm like who am i to like i don't know what this you know it's like how how who why me it's, it's almost like why me i don't i don't know anything, you know but this money thing keeps coming back and it comes at me from all angles 
and it can be scary because yeah your your little human goes like well i don't know like what am i meant to do with that and i need to really anchor in the trust that okay well maybe if this is so clearly part of my path i will encounter it if i just keep walking and one day hopefully you know that it will be more clear of what that should look like but it doesn't serve me right now if i'm like going into this panic mode of oh that can't be true because i'm clearly not that person and you know all of these things i can what i can do instead is i can already look at well up to this point now what do i know about money what can i share about money what what has money taught me so far and even just with that i can already be of value to some people i can already be an energetic match for some people yes not the multi-millionaires at this point you know but um the same for you listening if you feel like you have this thing in your path somewhere you know where people keep telling you you're meant to do xyz and you're like oh, i don't know i can't do that i'm too scared and like who am i to do that um yeah it's, it's just another opportunity to work through and yes it can be scary and yes you've got to do the work and look at those things that's why i love journaling so much we can really have those open conversations with our fear and our ego and our soul and it's like well what is this money thing about what is this love thing about you know um and really find ways to get comfortable with the topic at least hmm. yeah thank you for sharing that and i feel that wholeheartedly it's literally the phase of my journey and expansion as well money wealth finances has been something that has made me largely uncomfortable most of my life and now beginning to unpack some of these stories looking at you know childhood programming the way that i was brought up and even ancestral trauma around money mm. it's such an eye-opening experience when you know something is a part of your path to your point it's like you don't need to be a multi-millionaire right now you don't need to be anywhere to have that knowing that this is meant to be a part of my purpose this is meant to be part of the medicine that i'm here to share and I think what's really empowering for us at this point and for our listeners, wherever you're at on your purpose or whatever it is that's calling to you, like for me previously, it was healing self-relationship, especially when it came to love and romance, right? It's that knowing that if you know something is a part of your path and your purpose, how do you let that knowing inform the choices you make now? right it's like what i i love that you said like it's like yes you might not be good enough for all these other people but you're good enough for some people now you know enough now for some people and it's something that we hear so often but it's a reminder that i need myself every single day and to really look at if you have this knowing for example for you like money is a part of your teaching money is a part of the medicine you're here to bring it's like how do you now make those choices about your relationship with money how do you now make those choices in terms of what you share about wealth and money and i think that's the exciting part is because everything we're doing in this now moment is creating that future mm -hmm. is creating that story that you're going to tell yeah it's almost like well if i know that's the future well then why do who do i need to be now to get my shit together in this particular area right it's like well okay if if i if this is where i'm going then what what needs to happen like right now you know this week today um next time i buy my coffee how can i spend that money more intentional or can i tip you know one dollar extra whatever you know and and really that's that's my lesson right now it's really like okay forming a deeper relationship to money and looking at being in conversation with my higher self of like okay well this is what it's going to look like it's freaking me out i'm not it's scary i don't know how i will get there but okay so if this is the sort of path then i can almost reverse engineer and i can almost go like okay well to be that person i need to first do a few things here i first need to you know dust off a few corners over here um and yeah that, that's empowering right that's liberating and that's exciting because you can kind of again come back to that authentic code thing it's like you can by 
reverse engineering that path of like, okay, your higher self is telling you this is where you're going, this is what, what it's about, then, okay, what's, what's the missing links? How can I close that gap and start creating a checkbox list for yourself? <laughs> if you have to do that yeah. yeah yeah i love the way that you said it because yeah it does get to be that simple as long as we are aware of our emotions and and truly i think the complication comes when the emotions get involved when the stories get involved when we really take a step back and we're like oh yeah this is literally what it is i'm just going to make the choices now it's simple the path to get mm-hmm. there so yeah thank you so much for this conversation it's been so beautiful I just like uh, love everything that we talked about and there's so many great gems for our listeners here today I think to really feel empowered I think is the big word coming up no matter where they're at on their journey and to feel that inspiration and that nudge forward towards whatever it is that their soul their heart is calling them towards because I'm sure every single person listening to this today there's something that's stirring inside based on what we talked about i'm pretty sure 100 yeah yeah <laughs> so good. you can't hide it from us <laughs> yeah we can feel it across time and space <laughs> so there are mm-hmm. some uh, final questions that i love to ask every guest that comes on and the first one is what does fully embodying your truth mean to you mm. it means being at peace with ourselves uh, in, in every moment of the path, knowing that while I'm not where I want to go, I am still right now in the perfect place and I can feel empowered just by that. Mm-hmm. Um, embodying to me really means what we've just finished with is that, you know, how do I now embody my, my example of money that wealthy version of me so okay by tipping for coffee and by spending more intentional by yeah you know so how can i embody that future path now and um for you listening if you have a future path that you feel is quite clear to you but you're not feeling like you're good enough now or ready now or yeah ask yourself okay how can I be embodiment to me is very much a being it's just like how can I be this woman right now today what would um, this version of me do today and or how would that woman communicate how would that woman you know show up how would she dress how would she shop or, or all these little daily things um would she drive if she would drive around in a in a lamborghini maybe go and um clean your car and make yourself feel like you're sitting in a fancy car you know um whatever it might be um really embodying that feeling of how would you feel when you're when you're there and that's much again simple but not at all easy it's much easier said than done Hmm. yeah and it's definitely a whole other layer of self-mastery to bring that into every moment even for me like i've been on this path for so long and i'm like now more than ever able to kind of see where i'm out and bring myself back but still every single day there are moments when it's like I'm not there but yeah I think to your point embodying your truth is like how do you keep on committing to that and keep on Mm -hmm. embodying that version of yourself in the now no matter what's coming up so I love that Um, my other question for you here is if you could go back in time to any phase of your life whether that's your early childhood late childhood early teens middle school university age mid-20s whatever that is and tell yourself one thing could be a reminder it could be a piece of advice it could be words of encouragement whatever it is where would you go back to in time and what would you say to yourself hmm. i need to think about that one where would i go i would probably go to my 19 20 year old and tell her that 
she doesn't actually have to worry about what she's doing. She's doing it perfectly. She was really, she was embodied in that freedom lifestyle. She was doing whatever she wanted and um, she was brave. So I want to congratulate her and I want to tell her that she can stay there, that she's safe there and that she does not necessarily have to let fear get to her, which unfortunately did happen. Um, and it got me off the path for a little bit, but I came back, so it's all good. But yeah, um, I think for most of us, that age kind of group is where we're very active in it, where we are conscious enough of what we're doing, but not too burdened with the world's problems yet. Um, and yeah, I truly felt like I could do whatever I wanted and it was a good feeling. So I want to go back to her and encourage her to stay there for as long as possible. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I, I just love it how in hindsight we always have these reflections and this knowing of like how brave we were and no matter where we were at, what choices we would have made or had made, it's like that's the best thing because where you are at right now got me to where I am today and I'm exactly where I need to be. So that's so yeah. beautiful. Uh, yeah, so my final question here for you is for our listeners listening today, if they want to connect with you further, they want to hang out with you, they want to join in on your offerings and your work, where can they find you? Um, pretty much just Instagram. Um, my handle is I am Sabrina Weber, or you can also type in Femme du Soleil, which is sort of my brand name and podcast name. Um, yeah, come and hang out there with me leave me a comment that you found me through Ella and I love hearing from you. We'll see what happens. Yay. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing and we'll have everything down in the show notes as well. So thank you, Sabrina, for your time, for your energy, for your wisdom, for your powerful codes that you've shared with us today. This was such a divine conversation. Like I'm feeling so activated and I just love these conversations because they bring up so many great topics and points of awareness that I don't think we'll be able to access just sitting there and thinking ourselves. So thank you for coming on the podcast, for creating this space with me and just having such an activating conversation. Oh, thank you so much for creating the space for this. You're incredible. You inspire me. I love, you know, seeing your little <laughs> social media bubble all over the place. Um, we seem to cross paths quite often and I love it. So yeah, thank you. I loved it. My love, thank you so much for hitting play today, coming on to hang out with me and tuning into this episode. If you enjoyed this episode and if you enjoy this podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. This helps more beautiful souls like you find this podcast and it would mean the absolute world to me. If we are not yet connected over on Instagram, make sure to find me at PSMLA and I can't wait to see you on the next episode. I love you.